everybody, and welcome to a very special postseason show with one of your guys' favorites, Cliff. Oh, I can't even do a good Cliff right now without Cliff being here. I'll do it better when Cliff's here. But you guys know the deal. Before we bring Cliff on, I gotta let you guys know a few things. Like, if you've missed any of our um, past uh, shows this season with people like Kemi or uh, Bella or Sam or even our Nicole show from yesterday, all of those are over on our website, yourrealityrecaps.com slash bb21. Of course, you can get all of the flashback times for the season there if you're trying to find something that you missed. Uh, check out the Trash Draft game, see who got the best and the most points during the season, as well as our daily live feed update shows if you want to find out what happened on a specific day in the house, or just what didn't air on the shows. It really is great. I love um, when people say how they watch those shows back after the season is over and blown away at how much that they didn't uh, see. So all of that is in the playlist at yourrealityrecaps.com slash bb21. Of course, you can also click around our website and see all of the shows that we cover. Amazing Race, Survivor, Housewives. There's literally uh, tons of shows that we're covering on our website, so click around. Of course, we are live right now on TV Co., so make sure that you follow us here. We will be doing our uh, Survivor recaps here, or Challenge recaps here, or Housewives recaps here. We are also live every single day on You Now, so make sure you become a fan over there. Uh, both places is where we do the shows live, so make sure you're following us and fanning us both of them so that you get those notifications when we go live, and then you can participate, ask questions in the chat room, uh, and hang out with us live, of course, after then the shows are posted to our website and iTunes and uh, social media. Speaking of, if you guys are watching on uh, YouTube, make sure you thumbs up and subscribe, uh, hit the bell, because it really, uh, it helps us uh, tremendously when you guys do that. Of course, commenting below, or or leaving a five-star rating and a nice review in iTunes, that, sharing our stuff on social media, putting it places where, um, you know, you are, that you think people would like it, telling friends, those are all great free ways to help support our shows and ways that you can help them keep going uh, for free. If, if, by chance, you have money... <laughs> If by chance you have money, because Cliff and I don't, um, you can become a patron at yourrealityrecaps.com slash patron. You get access to the patron-only Facebook group, prize giveaways, weekly shows just for patrons, and of course, the after shows with uh, the one that we're going to do with Cliff right when this show ends. Um, so it is just a, a fun group and a great way to help support us. Of course, there are special shows there as well. John does his weekly cooking and reality TV show there. He gives away meal kits. We have special prizes for patrons. It's just a great way to help support us. Of course, you could always do a one-time donation at yourrealityrecaps.com slash PayPal2. Or if you have any Amazon shopping to do because you didn't want to spend your money on us, then just uh, use our link, yourrealityrecaps.com com slash Amazon to start all of your Amazon shopping. Uh, you don't pay anymore and we get a little bit back. Of course, I also have to remind all of you, there's not a lot of time left, but make sure you're following us on Instagram, uh, where Reality Recaps on Instagram, or you can just go to yourrealityrecaps.com slash Instagram, because Nicole is giving away her slippers, the HOH basket slippers that she's autographing. All you have to do is follow us on Twitter. 
So I don't know what you guys are waiting for or why you have not, not on Twitter. I'm sorry, on Instagram. I just roomed it. On Instagram. The post is there on our Instagram, on Nicole's. Just make sure you're following us on Instagram. We're picking a winner on the 10th. So you don't have a lot of time yet. Go, 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 and tell a friend. Uh, but that being said, let's get to the man that you all are here to hear from. It's Cliff. Hey, guys. How are y'all doing? Howdy. Howdy, Cliff. How are you doing? Well, I'm sitting here in Houston uh-huh. trying to decompress a little bit, uh-huh. get over the stresses of being in that house for three months. I know. It is very stressful being in that house, and I am here to bring you calming, relaxing, peace and joy, Cliff, after I ask you why you wanted to ruin my precious Nicole's game, Cliff. I didn't want to ruin her game. I wanted her and I both in the final three. I I love Nicole more than anyone else, any of the other fans out there, but... I had to play my game at the same time. I hoped we could play it together and both benefit. I Maybe, maybe not. I mean, we're going to get into all of it, Cliff. Uh, This show is all for your fans to ask their questions to you. Um, uh, Hopefully, maybe in the future, Cliff will come back and we can really get more into game. But this show, for those of you guys that are new or don't know, this is about you guys asking your questions to Cliff. Um, And everybody yelled at me because I talked way too much during the Nicole one, and I'm doing it right now. (laughs) Get over it, everyone. Uh, But you guys can tweet your questions with hashtag YRRLive, or you can put them in the uh, chat room for Cliff. We're going to get into more of um, uh, Cliff's game as we go along on this show. But seriously, Cliff, I have to say, I do um, give you a lot of credit. I know it must have been very hard to go out um, in the spot that you went out. I want to start with... um, we were all confused about the the deal with Jackson. <laughs> we didn't Which get one? it. Well, specifically the one when you made the deal for him to bring you to um, the final three. But then you took the deal back, but then wanted him to honor the deal on his end. And we were all like, say what, Cliff? Yeah, and, and I've heard that mentioned before. And I uh-huh. thank you for the opportunity to explain it. Because... Yeah, we had an agreement to to go that he would take Nicole and I to the final three. And really, in all honesty, I thought even without that promise that I was probably safe with him and Holly, that they would take me over Nicole to the final three. I was trying to make sure that Nicole was protected as well when I did that. But with regards to that next agreement, final two type situations, when we talked, uh, I had never promised that I would take him to the final two. It was always only that he was agreeing to take me in exchange for me promising to take him to the final three also. Does that make sense there? The first part of the deal was before the eviction was made, him promising to take us to the final three. After we got down to the HOH and I saw him and Holly being very romantic and kissing each other, I got really nervous that, gosh, maybe they he isn't going to honor this deal. And so that's when I approached him and tried to sweeten it by saying, look, I will promise to take you to the final three uh, if, in exchange, you promise to take me to the final two. So that was kind of part two of that deal. When we had that discussion in the target room, it wasn't me taking it back. It was really making sure that he understood that that I had never promised I wouldn't take Nicole because that was always going to be my intentions. And 
Yeah, maybe it wasn't so smart to mention that to him yes. as opposed to just doing it. Right. Uh, but here I am being too honorable for my own good in a house like Big Brother. But I'll mention another thing too. The main reason that I that I had that conversation wasn't to to clarify that, but it was me saying over and over again, my promise is that if I win the veto, I'm promising to take you to the final three. And I use that term a lot of times because Nicole and I had talked about if she won the veto, uh, I wanted to make sure he understood I had never promised I'd take him to the final three if she won it. Right. So it was kind of an excuse to clarify and make sure that I could come back and say, hey, I only promised if I won the veto, I was going to take you to the final three, not her. Okay. And okay. So, well, here's the first thing that I'm going to say, and I hate to make you do it, but we do need your headset. Okay. I'm so sorry. We wanted Cliff to be able to wear his cowboy hat, but it is echoing without the headset. And I feel so bad, but I don't, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll just throw in an extra howdy here or there, and we'll be good to go. It's perfect. We just have to get you a bigger cowboy hat, uh, Cliff. We just have to get you, like, a bigger one. that They need to, like, make one with a headset built in. Well, you know what they say. The bigger the cowboy hat, the bigger the... Uh, look, Cliff, I saw a picture of you, and now I'm going to have to do work uh, to uh, edit this in later. But somebody sent a picture. It was going around Twitter, and they were like... Cliff's packing. And I said, I don't want to look, everyone. I don't want to look. <laughs> it's well, out there, Cliff. Uh, I'm just thank saying. Thank you to whoever screenshotted that, it, I suppose. It was probably the devil, Maximus Mom on Twitter, who you should block. Um, no, here, here is, I think, what the, um, here's what I think, uh, I guess, the point is. We were just confused. And I understand doing it in the, you wanted to be open and honest. I forget, yeah. like, we just saw another, um... Uh, plan kind of backfire in that moment, if I recall. And I remember thinking, I'm sure Cliff just doesn't want it to get to that point um, with Jackson as well. But yeah. why not wait until after, I think, the POV competition to have that conversation with him? <clears throat> oh, go ahead. I'll let you start there. No, yeah, no, you're right. And, and that may have been a strategy as well. It was, it was kind of the same issue that I suppose I took with, uh, with Mickey of saying, look, if you didn't want to honor the mm-hmm. promise you made to me, you should have done it before the POV had been played and things had been decided after the fact, then it becomes too, too convenient to, to withdraw the promise or keep the promise based right. just on the results. So it's just a matter of me being way too open and way too honest, way too early, probably. And I mean, is there a part of you, though, that can understand why he didn't honor it? I mean, looking back oh, now, yeah. it just it seemed like none of us could understand watching like Cliff. You can't really think they were going to take <laughs> you or Nicole just because they promised in Big Brother. Yeah. And, and, you know, the worst part is I really did believe that. And, and oh, now I look, I think there wasn't enough oxygen in the uh, in the Big Brother house by that day or something. Too much pressure, too much stress, I whatever. But we had spent a lot of time throughout the whole season talking about honor and handshakes and looking people in the eye, and I bought it. I, he, he groomed me into believing that he was all about that. Looking back afterwards, no. When you asked the question, did I really expect him to do it? No. Mm-hmm. Or yes, I did. But when he didn't do it, uh, I don't necessarily blame him either. At that point, it was more about, me just wanting him to be honest and saying, look, I'm doing it to protect Holly. It's not because 
Right. You know, it's it's not trying to preserve my honor and doing it at the same time. I'm just playing the game to take her to the end. And if he'd said that, I would have been even more receptive, saying, eh, you fooled me, you got me. I, I, I have to live with that. You just wanted him to own it. You basically yeah. wanted him to own why he was making that move. And and we totally, we 100% get that. Um, I want to take a question from um, Angela Tappa that says, since Jackson banished you on day one after he gave you his word that he wouldn't, why did you continue to keep trusting Jackson? It, isn't that amazing? Uh I think I went into this game with a strategy of I was going to find someone, be it an alliance or just a couple of people that were strong enough competitors that they would be a target ahead of me, provide me some protection and give me a place to land. And after he banished me, I I really thought that was an opportunity to come back in and say, look, water under the bridge. I'm trying to keep the emotion separate from the gameplay itself. Let's work together. And in exchange, no one will expect that I would be working with you since you just got through banishing me. And that would, and he was still head of household or camp director. I guess it wasn't head of household, but I wasn't sure what else maybe was going to be taking place with that camp director. If he had some other powers for the rest of the week, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So it it was me thinking, trying to create a little bit of an alliance of someone that, that could protect me going forward. Now, have you, I see a lot of people are asking, have you seen anything back yet? Have you watched any of the show back? You know, that lie that Jackson told to you and Nicole was a very obviously key turning point to the end game. Have you seen how any of that played out yet or have you only heard about it? I've only heard about it. I uh, got back saying I'm going to watch the first couple of episodes and then slowly watch the rest of them. I, I, it's so fresh. I haven't even been able to watch the first episode yet. It's mm-hmm. I still dream about this freaking Big Brother house at night, and I wake up thinking I'm in a Big Brother bed. So I'm I'm still a little far removed from from wanting to revisit all the stress and the emotions that came into it just yet. I forget who said it. I almost think that it was Brittany Haynes, but I do love this, and I tell this to house guests all the time in case they are unaware of it. A lot of people say a really good way to watch the show, if you've played it, um, is to watch it backwards, because (laughs) then you're not going to... You're not starting with how amazing it was and then, unfortunately, watching your demise. You're starting with the worst part and going back to how it was early and fun. And I always thought that was such a great bit of advice, so that's a a way to consider viewing it. Fantastic idea, because I'm going to not have near as much fun watching the last two weeks as I'm going to have watching the first 30, 45 days. I mean, look, Cliff, I, I know that it happened to you, but if it if it makes you feel any better, I can say, and I think this holds true for most fans, this was the most exciting ending of a Big Brother season that we have had in so long. And don't get me wrong, we were all team Cliff and Nicole. Like, we wanted you guys to take over Holly and Jackson. I mean, yes, maybe we wanted Nicole to win a touch. But we were, like, on your side, Cliff. We were, like, on your side. And, like, we never knew because we didn't know. Is going with Tommy the best thing? Is Nicole going to be able to convince Cliff? Like, you had us in such a suspenseful, exciting, so many possibilities ending a Big Brother that we haven't seen in so long. And so for that, you guys gave us so much that was amazing. Well, thank you. 
And I got to say, as suspenseful as it was for y'all, it was just as suspenseful for us. Uh, it's not that we had this grand plan that we just weren't revealing to the feeds. We were, we were torn and we were under pressure. We had very short time periods and uh, it was every bit as suspenseful and stressful for the participants as it was for, for those of y'all that were watching. Oh, I am sure. Um, I'm going to take this question from Rachel Ann, and then I might add to it a little bit. Um, okay. Rachel Ann says, uh, Cliff, when Nicole um, told you she didn't want anyone to know about keeping Tommy, but then you told Jackson, were you protecting yourself or Nicole? I don't remember the specific conversation, but based on what you just said, I... I'll be honest, as protecting my game, it was mm -hmm. trying to is trying to make sure that if they had to pick someone to go along with them, that it was going to be me and not Nicole. So, you know, I love Nicole and I wanted to go to the very end with her. But at the end of the day, we still play our own games and, and I was having to do what I could to protect myself if it came down to that. Because uh, I'll just say this. I know that like what a lot of us were thinking in that end game was we saw you saying that you wanted Tommy out leading up, like the weeks leading into sure. it. So, w like, we weren't sure, were you pushing for Tommy because you thought it would really help you, or did you really think it would help the both of you? Um, I guess is the general thought uh, with it all. I, you know, I'll, I'll answer, I'll, I'll say both. I, yeah. I thought it would help me. Uh, I, Tommy had been targeting me for a long time, uh, and I'd been targeting him as well. But I also was trying to figure out the best opportunity for Nicole and myself both to make it to the mm -hmm. final three. And we really were expecting a lot of mental competitions to be hitting at the end of this this game. And we had seen Tommy and Christy focusing on that memory board so much and listening to them talk about their dates, just snapping off dates and what happened uh, instantaneously. And so as a result, we really were scared about either one of them uh, being in that final group and hurting our chances to make it to the final three. So it wasn't just my game. I really was trying to protect Nicole's game at the same time. I mean, I also see a lot of people, you know, mentioning this, and it was another topic that we discussed a lot at the end of this season. You being a super fan and knowing this game – what was your thought process as you were finding out or experiencing these end-of-game competitions that were more physical? Did you feel like it wasn't necessarily an even playing ground? Because it annoyed us. Yeah, it annoyed me too. Uh, I don't know. I, my assumption has always been that all the challenges and everything are set up from the very beginning, that, that it's independent of what's going on within the house, but that's information that I've never been privy to and probably will never be privy to. But I've got to say, I, uh, I certainly was hoping for the mental competitions. I'm a lot better at rolling a ball down a curvy ramp than I am trying to shoot slingshots or, or swing across zip lines and things like that. So, uh, yeah, and, and a lot of our decisions we were making at the end were based on this assumption that there were going to be less physical challenges and more mental challenges. And when that didn't happen... Now, hindsight's twenty twenty. There's a lot of decisions I may have made differently if I'd known what kind of challenges we're facing us at the end, but we didn't know. Right. I want to actually get maybe what your two, just because I want everyone to stop asking in chat. <laughs> so, 
because I want to get to the more fun questions, but I want to get the two um, more controversial Cliff questions out of the way right away. So first one, and I see how you're all asking it. I'm going to clump all of them together and put it to you like this, Cliff. A lot of of people, I shouldn't say a lot of people, I should say some people, Cliff, (laughs) on Twitter, um, felt like you were really playing for America's favorite player more so maybe than like trying to win the game. Now here's the thing, Cliff. Kudos, because as much as I joked about that too, I always said if I ever played Big Brother... I would not play to win. I would play for America's favorite player because I knew I wouldn't be able to do any physical competition. But I mean, people just felt like was everything genuine? Was all of the conversations and cliff notes and all of those things like, what do you want to say to people who feel like maybe that who feel that maybe that wasn't genuine and you were trying to like play to America? Yeah. Well, let me start off as far as trying for America's player versus playing to win the game. Mm-hmm. I was playing to win that game from start to finish. I was trying to make deals. Some of the deals I made were because I wasn't willing to settle for fifth or sixth place with Jack's deal, things like that. I wanted to get to the very end and try to win this. Uh, so the idea that I didn't want to give 100% to winning Big Brother, it, that's not true. I, I wanted to win this game more than anything else in the world. As far as uh, being genuine with America's player and all that, that was all genuine. I, I think what what a lot of people maybe don't realize is how much downtime we've got in that house mm-hmm. where we are locked inside. There's nothing going on. I'm 54 years old. There are a lot of 20-somethings in there, and I did everything I could to, to incorporate myself in with them and, and fit in. But I spent a lot of time feeling very lonely and very distant from everyone else and thinking very much about my family and and what was going on back home. And and I've watched this show for enough seasons, and we've watched, my wife and I have watched the live feeds forever. Mm -hmm. Uh, My wife, uh, I figured Uber Eats was her biggest fan because I'm sure she didn't leave the house the whole time because she was watching me. There are lots of times where I said, Sharon, I'm going to bed, so why don't you go to bed as well? Because I know you're still watching, even though it's 4 o'clock in the morning in Houston. Oh, we know. No. Yeah, yeah, probably, yeah, probably know better than I do. Uh, so no, when I was talking to the cameras, it wasn't thinking about America's player. It's just because I was bored to tears in there, mm-hmm. and it was just my way of trying to stay sane and my way of communicating with my family and making sure that they knew that morning, noon, and night I was I was thinking about them and, and still involved with them. And and part of it was the fans as well because I've spent so many seasons watching these live feeds thinking what's going through his mind or or wonder what's going on strategy wise. I just thought sitting in that room with cliff notes was a way for me to, to just do what as a fan, I always wish someone else had done uh, of giving more information and talking about it. I, and I, and I feel the same way. Like I love a camera talker. So I 100% and I know a lot of people don't. I love people that are camera talkers and explain the game because as you know, uh, the show's edited. Big, you know, yeah. CBS has to make a story. I know we all like to pretend it's a competition show. It's a reality TV show disguised as a competition sure. show, and there are storylines in there that we don't always get the whole story. We always want that more information. So I love when you guys talk to us. 
us and um, fill us in. And in all honesty, I have always said, and great players like Derek have always said too, in order to win the game, you have to play the house. You kind of got to play production a little bit. And you have to play America. You have to do those three things to win Big Brother. So I'm on board with that. And and I've got to say that you know I was I was hoping that I was somewhat entertaining with people who are watching. I know I said lots of times in my feed, sorry guys, I'm all you got. I, everyone else is asleep; they're in there just not doing anything at all. So mm-hmm. if I was gonna just dance or do a shout out or something else, it was it wasn't for America's favorite player, but it was certainly just knowing that people were watching and. And having watched before, knowing how boring it can get watching those live feeds sometimes. So mm-hmm. it was just me trying to have fun and avoid boredom in the house and, and also trying to, to make it a little more interesting for the people watching. You gave me a lot, Cliff. There are many times during these shows, and I'm going to do it horribly now, but I used to be, I would just end things with, my wife, and I would just <laughs> do Cliff. So I'd be like, hi, everybody, it's Cliff, and I'm doing it with my wife. Or whenever I could just add in, and my wife. I would just add it into the end of whatever I was saying. So, I mean, yeah. we loved it. I got it, and I, you know, we get it. So, I'm glad people can stop asking about that one now. And now, second, and lastly, a lot of people, I think, were uh, felt upset about the issue with Kemi kind of in the beginning yeah. of the game, where, you know, at first, we saw you in Cliff Notes talking and saying, like, look, I don't agree with what everyone is really saying about Kemi in this house, but what choice do I have but to go along yep. with it? And I apologize for that. But so we, I think people kind of understood. But then as it went on, I think there might have been like one or two other comments that might have been made that upset people. So I guess, A, what is your relationship like with Kemi now? And B, like, what do you want to say about that situation? Yeah, that's difficult. And, and I did feel bad. I mean, I was I was banished at the same time as Kimmy and, and David and, and Jess. And so... Obviously, my main focus at that point was just to try to make it back into the house. Mm-hmm. And the same thing happened during the camp comeback. Uh, but, you know, when I heard that during the finale night, some of the things that were said and uh, and some of the, the implications and, and straight up, you know, things that, that were stated had occurred, uh, that that bothered me strongly uh, that it, it kind of is tainting the, the whole situation. Uh, as far as our relationship uh, between Kimmy and I, Right after we got through with banishment, I grabbed Jessica and Kimmy and said, look, the three of us, were all, we're kind of at the bottom of the totem pole, it seems like. You know, can we watch out for each other and maybe maybe see if we can't help each other out? And, and they both said yes. But after that, there really wasn't much gameplay from either one mm. of them towards me. It was, it was a very distant type relationship. And I don't know if it had to do with this, the woman's black widow alliance or whatever that, that I heard about later that was being formed. But I just never really got any kind of connection uh, with Kimmy or, or Jessica at that point in time. Um, and then sitting out in the swimming pool at one point with Kimmy and we were talking back and forth. She, she had made some mention, some things that, that shouldn't be involved in the game, but unfortunately you know, things happen as well. And uh, she talked about that she was, going to be buying a, a fake service vest for her for her dog so the dog could travel with her in restaurants and airplanes and things like that and 
having family, I mean, I've got a family member who's a paraplegic and, and some other people that, that utilize handicap placards and, and service animals. I got some friends with that. And that kind of rubbed me the wrong way mm-hmm. that, that someone would do that. And I think I mentioned during one of my little boat rooms that I was a little bit upset with that. And so, you know, from a personality standpoint, maybe we didn't always click a hundred percent, but I certainly would have been willing to, to work with her in in terms of what you said that, Mm -hmm. that I started off saying I didn't like the way people were being treated and maybe it changed a little bit. It very well could have changed once she was out of the house uh, and, and she wasn't there actually being subjected to it. And there were people making jokes. Yeah, there are a lot of jokes about her whispering all the time. And, you know, I would join in with the jokes on that. The same way I do with, with Nick's haircut or mm-hmm. Obi's cookies or, or Christy always, you know, crying or, or her eating, things like that. I, I didn't really take that as, 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 you know, as a bad thing as much as just joking about people's mannerisms. But if it was taken that way, then I need to apologize to her. Uh, I tried to talk to her at the cast party after uh, the uh, on the Thursday night after the finale, and she didn't really want to seem that interested in talking to me at the time. I, I'm hoping that I can reach out to her again, and and when she's when she's ready, I, I'd love to talk with her and hash it out because I'm kind of a I'd like to think I'm a kind of a mediator guy. I don't like to mm-hmm. see a lot of, of fighting and stress between people, and I went in hoping that I could be friends with 15 other people when we got out of there. And if that's not the case, then that, that kind of hurts me here. And I'd like to do what I can to fix it. Well, good. I mean, I think and I think that's the point. Like, that's what I was going to ask. Have you then tried? Because here's the thing that I know people don't love at all when I say um, yeah. it's not for us or I don't feel it's for us as fans to be like Chris Cliff's on trial and Kemi Rabat and we want to watch it all play out in front of all of us. I don't necessarily think that that is like an authentic and genuine way to actually solve these types of issues. So I do hope that, you know, like Kemi will reach out to you and you'll reach out to Kemi and that you guys can actually talk about it. Cause you, you did go through something that was, uh, something that only you guys are going to know about. And, and yeah, and, and you know what? I, I've got my opinion and my thoughts and my own knowledge about mm-hmm. how things happen, but that doesn't mean I don't respect other people's opinions or, or place value in it. And if, if there are perceptions other than, than what I know or think, then then I want to address it and try to fix it because I, I, I wanted to I wanted to work with her. I want to be friends with everyone we get we get done with it. And there's something about that house that the idea that a person goes home every week and there's a lot of times where you're saying anyone besides me, as long as I'm not going home this week, then, then I'm going to sit back and, and let things happen. And, you know, sometimes that probably does force people to, to take a back seat to just speaking out and mm-hmm. to even, you know, the Lord of the flies mentality just to some aspect where, especially once someone has already gone, it's easy just to kind of not worry so much about that and try to protect your position in the game. And yeah. if, if that created issues, then, then I, I definitely want to hash it out with her and work that out. 
And I think that that's the point. I think uh, being uh, being willing to discuss it and is the first step. And I think that you're saying you're willing to do that. So I think that is good. And I think that's what I think that's what fans should want is for you guys to have the conversation and and try and work it out if you're both willing to. So I want to move away from that. And I lied, Cliff. Okay. I have three hard questions. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm work. I I forgot that I was working up to it. We started easy, that was middle of the road, and now I'm really just going to have to just bomb you with this one. So are you ready? All right. Yeah, come on, bring okay. it on. Okay. Um, Kayla Ramona wants to know, Cliff, what was the first meal that you had when you got home? <laughs> uh, anyone watching the live feeds probably would have known that already. I, I stopped at a Whataburger restaurant. I had a Whataburger with cheese loaded up with grilled onions and jalapenos mm-hmm. and onion rings and a big old Dr. Pepper. I miss Whataburger so much. That and In-N-Out. Oh, those are uh, my well, I got a chance to eat an In-N-Out right after I got voted out, but it doesn't hold a candle to Whataburger. I agree. I agree. I'm waiting to when we can get one of them in New York. Um, Curtis9181 wants to know, why did you decide not to hide Orwell before you left the house? So I think what he's referring to is we got to see all of the fun, like, uh, when you would walk in front of Jackson and you, like, had it behind your back or under your shirt or right on your head. And Jackson's like, oh, is there something happening? And I don't notice. Uh, and he had no clue. So how Now, come- as long as he's got food in front of him, mm-hmm. he wouldn't have noticed the whole place burning down. That is correct. And that was your mistake, Cliff. If you were smart, just like a dog, you would have brought snacks to the competitions, Cliff. You should have been, like, <laughs> throwing watermelons. Oh. You should have. You could have distracted him so well in those competitions, Cliff. Now, that's a good point. A, a single watermelon would have been enough. He'd still mm-hmm. be out there competing, I think. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, oh, do, go ahead, go ahead. Why did what you... Now, um, why to, did to answer you, your question about yeah. hiding Orwell, I actually did hide Orwell as I went out of the house. Not only did I hide Orwell, but I took a couple of the playing cards uh, from the deck of cards we got in the last week, and I took all the dice from the backgammon set and put them all in a plastic baggie and put those and Orwell in a uh, white plastic trash bag and hid it underneath the white steps in the storage room. And uh, I told them right before we went live on eviction, I said, guys, Orwell's gone. And they're like, yeah, whatever. But yeah, but the dice and the cards are, are with them, so you'll have to find Orwell before you can play your games again. Oh. And they they laughed a little bit. Mickey maybe didn't laugh quite as much as the others did. And uh, I have not had a chance yet to ask him how long it took him to, to find him. But I hope it took him a little while. I hope they struggled a bit before they could uh, start for- playing their games again. I forget. I feel like uh, I know that they did find them. So I, f- one, I forget how long that it took. Also, oh, since we're talking about Jackson for a moment, let me take some of your Jackson questions. What did you think of Jackson's goodbye message to you? I saw a few oh, people was- were asking. Yeah, it was brutal. It was. Uh, it wasn't a personal attack. The reason I brought up jury votes, it was purely a game strategy. It was my hail mary pass, trying to make him think about jury votes and would he be better off taking me instead of Holly. Purely gameplay. Nothing at all. Attacks on him or his family. And I thought it was a little, little dirty to make that suggestion. When it came time for that final voting, who to give that five hundred thousand dollars to? Yeah, there was a lot of talk, because I'll be real honest, I I voted for Mickey to win that money, but he wasn't who I wanted to win the money at at all. 
but I've watched enough seasons. I'm not a real big fan of bitter juries. I, I've thought I needed to be objective and award it to who played the best game. He fooled me. He, he pulled one over on me. He did what he needed to do to get to the final three and the final two. But at the same time, I do think jury management is part of, of the game. And I thought he did a, a piss poor job of jury management with me and that goodbye message. And, and so I, I spent a lot of time thinking about that and trying to decide, is that enough to push it the other direction and have me vote for Holly instead? I now, obviously, want, if Nicole I had been up there, then it wouldn't. I don't yeah. care what they would said. Nicole would have it no matter what. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, I have to say, uh, it is so weird. I always say every Big Brother season, at the beginning of the season, I say, hello, everyone, welcome. We are going to live this for the next three months. And by the way, I'm letting you all right now, I'm going to be a big, giant hypocrite. Because it's funny how if it's like people that we like, we will accept the things that are being done versus people we don't. Like if we're not a fan of the person. But I have always said, oh, I would threaten my jury vote up and down. If I made it to jury, I would look and be like, oh, do you want my vote? Okay, well, then I'm staying. Otherwise, I'm going to poison the... I wouldn't, like, beat around the bush of it. I'd be like, I'm poisoning the jury against you. I'm going to pour gasoline on your game and I'm going to light it on fire. So don't send me in there. Oh, I I had no regrets doing that whatsoever. Even better was the fact that when I said it, I saw him cross his arms and start mm-hmm. tapping his foot, and I could tell how pissed he was. And you know what? I hope he spent the whole rest of the time in that house worrying about whether I was going to take that jury or not. There was a point, Cliff, because I was going back, like, looking through, um, uh, like, earlier season stuff a little while ago of our amazing live feed updaters that covered the whole season 24-7, but you had him, and I forgot, there was a moment where, like, Holly was leaning over him in the bed, and you could just tell that you actually had gotten to him. He honestly was seriously thinking, oh my god, I'm not going to win this game. And I remember yelling at the screen, being like, Cliff, go back in there! Like, don't let her talk to him! You have to keep chipping away at this! Like, it was getting through to him and we were all just yeah. like uh but again it's a showmance it's so hard to you, you know and and it was a, it was a, a hail mary as i said a last gasp attempt but someone like mickey i really felt doing something like that would would push him he's not the kind of guy when you push him that he's just not going to push back even harder and so i expected that he as as upset as he was it probably was going to just drive him even more to to honor what he did uh, the other thing, I didn't push it anymore because Nicole also was a little bit worried that the more I did that, the more it was going to fire him up to really compete in that final three and make sure that he was the head guy at the end and not just uh, you know, Holly taking him along or anything else. So she was a little worried that it was going to fire up his game just that much more. But yeah, I'm glad I got to him. I, it's one thing to win the game. I don't want someone so cocky and arrogant that they think that they've just got a free path all the way to the end. Right. There's nothing you can do about it. So. I'm glad I got him sweating a little bit for those last few days. Uh, Dog Mom wants to know, what was that celebratory dance that you did when you would win comps? Now, Cliff, we have seen you do do this a lot. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just glad I got to do it a few times. You got to do it. Yes, you did. You got to do it a few times. So does it... Go ahead. Go ahead. No. No, um, I was just going to say, for those that don't know, uh, I'm an Aggie, Texas A&M, 
Johnny Manziel won the Heisman Trophy as a freshman, and his celebration whenever he would run or throw a touchdown was a Superman and then the money signs. Uh-huh. And so I, when I was getting ready for the show, my son is also an Aggie, and I said, hey, if I get a chance to win anything, I'm going to celebrate just like Johnny Manziel did, like I'm winning the Heisman Trophy. And he said, oh, man, go for it, Dad. That'd be perfect. So, yeah, I think the first chance I got to do it was that that comeback battle. And uh, it, it meant all everything in the world that I finally got to do that and kind of, kind of prove that I really deserved to be in that house at that point in time. Right. So, I did it a few times. I'll do oh, it right now. I love it. I have to say, it's complete. I, I was I was getting a little sidetracked. I mean, you were sports referencing it. Luckily, yeah. I had the chat putting it into housewives terms for me, so I get it now. I get okay. it. It's what somebody does when they do something good in sports ball. Perfect. I got worried because someone posted a Twitter said, why does he keep playing with his nipples every time he wins a competition? It's like, I'm not playing with my nipples. I'm pulling my shirt apart like Superman. Look, Cliff, I have to say, we saw you wearing the bra. Oh, yeah. Voluptuous, right? <laughs> Voluptuous. We saw when you did like to clamp the microphone. Oh, maybe that wasn't your nipple. Maybe mm. that was your chest hair is what you would clamp the, uh, yeah. 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 Maybe there may have been a steel clamp. hard nipple there once or twice as well. Oh, that is interesting. <laughs> um, Not I very often. I learned my lesson on that one. <laughs> um, I want to take a question over from Twitter. I've kind of been sneaking it. There were so many questions. I'm trying to like clump clump them together. This is from um Carol Davis, who says, "Cliff, did you and Tommy ever talk alone when you were deciding what to do? If Nicole had left the have not room, Mickey would have never have been able to sneak in." And yes, we did notice that you checked the door once. Yeah. So uh, what what do you want to say about that? Or do you want me to explain it again? Because that was a little long. Yeah, no, no. Please clarify if, if I'm missing something. As far as did we talk together alone, I don't think so. I think it was Tommy and myself and Nicole in there most of the time, if not all of the time. You know, one of the things that we did, Nicole and I, early in that situation, I could have voted for Mickey and she could have voted for Tommy or whatever, but if either one of us voted Mickey, he has a tiebreaker and, mm-hmm. and Holly stays. So so we sat down and said, look, we're not going to throw each other under the bus. Whatever we decide we're going to do, we're going to do it as a team. We're going to vote 2-0 one way or the other. And we really, I mean, we intended to honor that uh, because Nicole had been the one to win the, uh, the HOH um uh, or, I mean, the veto competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I kind of said, you're the tiebreaker. If, if you really want to, to send send Holly home, then, then I'm going to vote with you. Uh, and, of course, we, we changed our mind. We decided differently at the end. But with regard specifically to that conversation, I think it was the three of us the whole time. And, yeah, I did check one time. Uh, Mickey's faster than I thought because I, I thought if, uh, if I'd heard something or if he'd been out there, I would have seen it. it it's... It's a little difficult because there's a lot of moving around in, in that hallway, and I can't get into a lot of detail, but there's a lot of stuff that goes on, movement that you hear in there. And so it wasn't, you know, I'd hear things once or twice and just assume that it wasn't Mickey, but just cameras and things like that. Right. I mean, obviously, I don't think that's a secret to anyone. There are the cameras are in the walls. We all know that. So, yes, I would assume that you know you are having a very important conversation. Okay. It would make sense that the camera people would be coming over to watch it. But, I mean, we did see you get up. I mean, you missed him, I think, twice uh-huh. by, like... 
30 seconds i want to feel like and yeah. we were just like no isn't no that, isn't that amazing so how much of my season has been sabotaged by people eavesdropping why do people do that in the big brother house i just don't get it i mean i feel bad saying this to you though cliff and i know that jackson is not necessarily loved by a lot of people right now yeah. but it was great gameplay I mean, as a oh, fan, yeah. like watching it, we were like, oh my, like, again, it's the whole, if Nicole did that, people would have been oh. in the streets cheering for her, like, now she's going to take that information yeah. and turn it again. We, the people would have loved it if Nicole did it. So, yeah. I mean, it was exciting in that aspect, but you were doing it against our Nicole, so bad Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, bad Jackson. You're doing it against me too. Me yes, and Nicole. True. Bad it Jackson. is true. You and Nicole. It's <laughs> very true. But, but I was no, just like, oh, you're God. you're right, and and that's the hard part because he did things like that. That's like, oh my God, why didn't I catch it? Or, or but it, he played a hell of a game, and that's why emotionally I feel like I didn't want him to win, but objectively it made sense to give him the vote. When did you actually um, find out, like a lot of people have asked this, I see people asking you in the chat now, when did you, when was the moment that you found out it was actually a lie? Because we saw Jackson tell Nicole in the backyard, when did you find out that, oh, I got played in that situation? It it was after the finale when oh, I was, was, oh, yeah, no, it was after the finale, uh, either in the backyard or, or at the finale party afterwards, but... Mm -hmm. I had no clue. I We went back and forth. Did he really hear the conversation or did he just make assumptions about what Tommy may have promised us? You know, what would you think he would promise to try to survive? And yeah, because especially because I had checked to see if anyone was eavesdropping on us. We never even really considered that he just happened to be listening the whole time. So I had no clue until after the whole thing was over. Right. Wow. And, and Nicole, because and I yelled at Nicole for this, too. Nicole was just like, oh, you got me. That was it. Nicole's like, oh, you got me. Oh, you got me, Nicole? That's it? Oh, you got me? I would have flipped that couch yeah. over on him. <laughs> Clearly, I'm yeah, too angry I, uh, to play Big Brother. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I tried to keep my emotions in check, but it was certainly hard at times. A lot of people, uh, I don't think, I, a lot of people are asking this, but I feel like it's maybe easy. Um, Courtney J wants to know, if it was Nicole and Jackson in the final two, who do you think would have won? You know what? Mickey played up the fact that he'd had con concussions and all these things over the years and that he wasn't that strong mentally. I saw through a lot of that. He was smarter than he let on. But having said that, Nicole, she was, people underestimated her. She was a lot smarter from st start to finish. She had, was using the checkers on the checkerboard as a memorization system to keep track of all of her days mm -hmm. and everything else. And she and I went over days as well and tried to quiz each other some. Now, I haven't seen that final uh, round with the questions that were asked, so I don't know for certain. But I know that Nicole knew that memory wall and she knew she knew dates and everything else. So I've got to think that she would have given him one hell of a run for her money. I, I really think she could have done it. I think she could have, too. I definitely think she could have, too. B.B. Hyde uh, wants to know, what did you find to be the most challenging part of the games? The indoor lockdowns, the social aspects, the competitions? What was the hardest um, part for you? Well, for me, with uh, my physical buff body and all that I have, the, the challenge is certainly 
presented their own challenges. But I knew that going in. I knew that I wasn't going to be necessarily a competition beast. I was going to have to rely on a social game, some deal-making, things like that. The thing that maybe was the toughest that I hadn't anticipated was just the downtime. Mm-hmm. Now, when, when we were locked inside, nothing to do except talk to each other. And all that did is breed paranoia and confusion and stress. Someone could have been talking about their favorite food outside the house. But if you weren't involved in that conversation, your immediate thought is, are they strategizing? As Kat would say, are you conspiring against me, bitches? You mm-hmm. know, it was that kind of 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If I wasn't involved in a conversation, I was worried that it may be a conversation about me. Right. And, and so the, the kind of stress and paranoia that that created was was something that, you know, when you watch it on TV, even when you watch the live feeds, you just don't understand that when you're enveloped in it all day long, every day, that your brain does nothing but think about and focus on, on every little word and conversation that has occurred. So. Yeah, I think the lockdowns and just being trapped inside that house with no communication on the outside, it's one thing to think about it when you're you're watching the game or, or thinking about applying, but when you're actually in there, it hit me harder than I had ever expected it would. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine. I cannot imagine what it is like, and I know, I can't imagine what it's like to come out, because I feel like you guys go through this whole big thing, and then in a lot of ways you're just kind of now left to fend for yourself so i hope yeah. but i mean i know that you have a family and a support system and a wife and kids so i think you have a good solid base there i worry about other people yeah. that don't well might not have what you have to help them through postseason I, I, life i do too and, and i said that during one of the evictions i think in fact that's probably the one where i went home where you know i wanted to win big brother but i already have the the greatest treasure waiting for me at home and i knew i had the family support Mm-hmm. I think there's some there were some lost souls in that house, some house guests that I'm not sure they've got what they need back home to keep them going. Uh, and, and, you know, part of it, I, I feel like I'm almost going through a PTSD type deal yeah. right now. And, and that's to take nothing away from the people who are not playing just a game, but actually giving up their lives and fighting for our rights. So I don't want to try to compare what I went through to any vets that are serving out there. But I do feel from a stress standpoint, I got a little taste of what they go through uh, of just trying to suddenly come back into a world where you're not mic'd up and being recorded 24 hours a day, where you don't have every person you're talking to planning and strategizing against you. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I said this to Nicole, too. I almost feel bad that, you know, Nicole kind of said a similar thing, and it scares me. I don't want people to watch this show to think um, that you have to have wartime uh, trauma to suffer from PTSD. We can all suffer from PTSD from any, you know, anything that happens to us. It is very justified for you to feel however you're feeling coming um, out of this game. And I can't imagine that what it well, must and, be like for you. And, and you know, I said at one point early in the season, I have no problem crying, thinking about my family and being homesick and all that. But this game is not going to break me. Right. The game itself won't break me. And by the time we got to the end of that thing, that last week or two, to a certain extent, it broke me. It, the stress was so overwhelming that uh, it just your brain goes into this hyperdrive, and it yeah. was. It was it was incredibly stressful and uh, it was it, it stopped being fun after a while. It was a drudge. It was a right. job. 
that, that you just had to fight through. And, and eventually I was able to find my own inner strength and, and kind of enjoy the last bit and get back to my old self. But it does a number on you. Right. Uh, well, now, speaking of your family, uh, your family was very involved during the season. I see freaking Trips wants to know, does your daughter uh, plan on applying for Big Brother in the future? You know what? I, my son or daughter both, uh, I think, would uh, I'd, I think it'd be interesting to see them on the show. I think they would do a fantastic job. Uh I don't know. Uh, my son, I think he'd be be overly excited to do it. My daughter would probably be willing to do it as well. They uh, they have a taste of, of what's involved with it now, and uh, I don't know. I I think I, I know they enjoyed watching me play the game, even even when some of the decisions weren't mm-hmm. quite going maybe the way people thought and all that. But uh, but yeah, I definitely wanted to make this a family experience because they sacrificed a lot for me to come on this show, uh, money and everything else. So. It is. Yeah, I, it is. It is an incredible, I believe, sacrifice for families. No, I was asking because there are definitely people. Again, Maximus' mom, for one, in chat that has a huge crush on your son and is like, "Oh, I hope he gets to play. I want to take screen grabs of him all the time. I love him, love him, love him." So, I mean, there are people that want your son to play, uh, Cliff. Well, and- it would be interesting because now that I've played the game having a family member in there where I have no ability to help them out or do anything. I'm not sure which would be the most stressful situation. You know, I went through a lot of stuff, which I like to think I can handle. But as a dad watching a son or daughter in there going through some of the same things, that would drive me bonkers. I don't think you could watch. I I mean, I know like Hamster Watch, that is another amazing person that covers obviously all seasons of Big Brother all the time. She has like a great um, thing that she sends to family members about like, if you want to try and make it through this season in the least stressful way, here's what you can, you kind of have to unplug from it because I would, like I would get filled with blind rage if I saw people talking about my family or, you know, and I worried, I worried about that when I was in the house. When I did the battle back and got got back in, I thought, oh, my family is so happy. I know they're cheering for me. But they also knew that I was getting ready to be blindsided when Nicole right. and I were on the block. Right. And I didn't know it, but they had spent several days knowing it. It's got to be stressful for them as well. Yeah. So. I mean, speaking of that, I saw a lot of people, I don't know if you can uh, speak on it or, you know, generalize it, but a lot of people were asking, how are you um, health-wise now? There was, on the live feeds, a lot of talk of, like, something happened with Cliff, or Cliff got sick, or Cliff wasn't feeling well, but we can't talk about it, and I think it was because you wanted to, you didn't want to worry your family with it getting out there, so now that it is over i guess just what people want to know is are you okay yeah i'm, I'm fine but yeah uh, yeah it was definitely a bit of a physical challenge i i had a small tear in my calf muscle from the uh, take it off that jet ski veto competition mm-hmm. I, I messed up my rotator cuff in my shoulder doing the hanging on to the wall hang on fright uh so I, I was a bit of a mess but it was that win it and you're in it the slingshot competition at the end I was the second person to go. It was about 2.30 in the afternoon, uh, 106 degrees or whatever outside. Uh, and it took me 38 minutes. And I was incredibly exhausted uh, and dehydrated to the point that when I got done, I, I had heat exhaustion leading towards, uh, t- trending towards heat stroke. So uh, 
you know, I wasn't going to quit till I finished that game. It was it was a battle between. At some point, it stopped being a battle between myself and the other house guests, but a battle between me and that freaking board wanting to finish it up. Uh, but yeah, I had to I had to get some some ice packs and take some showers and do some things like that to get cooled down and, and get recharged with some Gatorade and all. But I'm perfectly fine now, and uh, I survived those physical challenges as best I could. Right. I saw that um, Aaron uh, in the chat was asking, and how is your leg? We obviously saw your leg wrapped for a lot of the season. Are you on yeah. the mend with that? Is that is your leg feeling better now? Uh, my, my leg is basically uh, perfectly fine at this point. I I tried to work out and do running before I went into the game, and I'm going to start doing that here r- real shortly. So, oh. yeah, that took that took <laughs> three or four weeks, four or five weeks actually, to to heal up. And uh-huh. I was wearing that wrap during the competitions, especially. But uh, but it's perfectly fine now. I appreciate the concern. I am definitely Cliff, a firm believer in I'm not running unless I'm being chased. <laughs> well. I've always kept that same uh, same mentality as well, mm-hmm. but when I thought I maybe was going to be coming into this house with a bunch of 20-somethings, I thought maybe I'd better act like I'm being chased and at least build up a little bit of endurance here. Right. Um, I want to take another question over from Twitter. This is from Wesley Lester, who says, Cliff, when was the moment when um, the Big Brother experience became real for you? Was there a time that you just wanted to leave the game for a while? And if so, why? I never wanted to leave the game. Now, there were times where I was like, I am done with this. I am so stressed out and frustrated, but I was never going to, to, to quit or surrender. Um, when it became real for me, it may have been when I got evicted mm-hmm. on, on that day 30, because before that, it was all about me trying to build a social game with all these 20 year olds playing the game, singing the songs and, and just trying to fit in as much as I could. And there was a certain amount of fun and amusement in that. When I got right. evicted, suddenly and then I had to fight my way back in, suddenly it became much more serious. And I realized that this is, this isn't just fun and games. This is, you know, we're, we're aiming for each other. We're, we're pointing pistols at each other, trying to take each other out. So I think it's that, that point where I said, yeah, I'm, I'm not playing that game anymore. You know, the other time may be when we had the whole blow up with Nicole, they had talked me into growing a goatee and things like that. And so I said, yeah, whatever, if, if that helps me fit in. But while I was sitting there after Nicole got yelled at and Ovi got yelled at, and I'm sitting downstairs at the kitchen table, I, I thought, I'm not here to play their games. I'm going to play the game and be the person that I am. So I went in and took a shower and shaved that goatee off and said, I'm going to stay Cliff Hogg and, and not just play the games with these guys from now on. Um, well, since you mentioned that, I'll take this question over from Twitter from Kalia, who asks, Cliff's, what, Cliff, what is your feelings now about hate grateful, uh, um, now that you've been out and heard how mean, misogynistic, and or racist they could be? So I guess yeah. kind of that whole bullying segment and, and stuff, how, uh, she wants to know, what, what are your thoughts on that now? Yeah, it, it concerns me, especially the misogynistic and the racist part. That that part, there's there's no room for for that, and, and I hate that. the uh, The bullying aspect, uh, you know, I, I don't think it was handled well. There's, I don't have any problem with a big alliance who works together and 
gets other people out of the house. That, that's the Big Brother game. But at some point, you cross over from from protecting each other to to being a little bit more mean about it. And mm-hmm. for me, it was when they were upstairs. At first, they were, you could tell they were arguing with each other. Uh, but eventually, after a little while, you could hear them cheering each other on, and it, it's almost like a, a bloodlust at some point where they're they're pushing each other further and further. Uh, and that seemed to be a little bit ex- excessive at that point. Right. I, I was because I wasn't in that alliance. I wasn't privy to a lot of most of what was said or, or occurred. And, and a lot of this is only learned about after I got out. But yeah, I, you know, that game does does things to you sometimes. And uh, I, I think it's important to as much as possible separate people in the game versus people in their real life and not make too many assumptions about how much carryover there is from one or the other. But focusing just within the game itself, it does seem like that became a bit excessive and and unnecessary. Right. Um, all right, well, I want to say this, because first of all, I don't even understand how we've already gone through an hour. Um, you have, like, a ton more questions, so I'm gonna okay. kind of leave it up to you. Do you want me to try and just yeah. fire more of them at you, or do you want us to start, like, wrapping it up? Yeah, bring it on. Until I start boring people and they start clicking off, then, uh, I'm happy to stay and answer questions. All right, so here's what I'm gonna say then. Let's not take any more questions. <laughs> I mean, I'm not... Okay. Spoiler alert. I'm not in chat. Um, but I have, like, a wall of questions from the chat, uh, that are coming in. So let's try and go through... I, I didn't... I thought it was just one page and then I stupidly clicked the scroll button and it's four pages of questions. So I'm going to try and go through some of these quicker. Um, but you did get this from a lot of people. Soja48 wants to know, what would your speech have been if you made it to final two? I know this isn't a quick question. (laughs) Have you thought about it? Yeah, it, it would have been all about fighting from the very first day. I would have pointed out, assuming that it was Mickey or Holly up there that these guys were in an alliance. They were protected through the first half of the season. Uh, I, on the other hand, was banished the very first day. I, w- I was placed on the block six times uh, during the course of this season. So almost half the time, half the weeks I was on the block, I managed to survive every time. I wish. Uh, and that I fought when I had to. I won competitions when I had to. I was honest in terms of my integrity and my word to people. I didn't betray Christie when I easily could have. So I really would have would have tried to present a person who fought from the very first day to the very last day and tried to maintain a certain amount of character and integrity in his in his battle as well. Yeah, I uh, okay. Um uh let me go to Oh, I just had such another good one. Uh okay, what is there anyone in the house now? This is from BB Sassy 19. Is there anyone in the house now that you wish you would have worked with more closely? Yeah, you know, the first two people that come to mind are Christy and Tommy. Mm-hmm. I uh we were at odds the whole time. Tommy and well, they're both huge fans of the game. Tommy in particular, we we talked a few times saying, you know, we we easily could have worked together, but just for whatever reason, we just ended up on different sides from the very first day. Uh, But I've got a lot of respect um, for both of them, and Tommy in particular. He, uh, I would have loved to have had a tighter alliance relationship with them, and 
and seen what three big fans working together may have done in this house. Yeah, I would honestly, I would have liked to see that. I know a lot of people are not huge Christy Tommy fans. I was a big Christy fan. I I like fun feats. I mean, having to talk about the live feed, not having to, I love doing it, but trying to talk about the live feeds every single day. Sometimes it's nice to have a break from talking strategy every day and just getting to be like, there's some crazy stuff going on in that house right now. And, so. and we had fun. Christy and I, yeah, she's completely different from me, but I, I learned to do a little manifesting and all mm -hmm. that. We played pranks on each other all the time. So I enjoyed talking and hanging out with with christy and tommy even if from a alliance and strategy standpoint we all weren't rarely aligned with each other um golden hermit says to quote mike boogie in the big brother house you can bounce checks why do you think there wasn't more deal breaking this season yeah i uh I came in saying, hey, I'll do whatever it takes to, to win the game. I'll lie, you know, break deals, whatever. From a personal standpoint, maybe I discovered about myself that I'm not quite as cutthroat as I thought I was, that I wasn't able to to split my real life from my big brother life as much as, as I thought I was going to do in order to win this game. In terms of why other people didn't do it, I don't know. I, is it me maybe not doing it and it caused other people to, to think it would make them look bad? I know that's one thing I tried to pose to uh, to Mickey at the end of, hey, your girlfriend honored her deal. Now you're not going to honor yours. Who's going to look better in front of the jury, the person who kept their word or the person who didn't? So right. maybe, maybe there was some of that going on throughout the season as well. I don't know. I mean, I, I think your cast is amazing for a lot of reasons. I mean, I know again, like I always say, I it's unfortunate that I have to say this season. When I talk about it, I'm talking about like the game moves and the game and the things yeah. that went on, like from a game standpoint. I really loved a lot of the things that you guys did that doesn't really um, have like a uh, flesh out well through a normal season, meaning you guys were making deals and honoring them. I do feel that that was a not bitter jury and I don't yeah. feel we've seen a not bitter jury in a long time. I just mean, I feel like you guys had a lot of respect for the game across the board. All of you, it seemed like. Yeah. I think so, and I know there were a few recruits in there who didn't know the game quite as much, but there were also a lot of people who really love this game. And this is, you know, for me not to do everything possible to show the respect for that game by voting objectively and and all. Um, yeah, it was, and it's hard for me to say because I've watched so many seasons, but being within, I can't really compare this season and, and my cast to any of the other ones y'all y'all are much better right. position to do that because i was in there and it was just all focused on what can i do for cliff right well i mean you have to be well look what's best for you is what's going to make you win the game and that is how honestly everybody should be playing the game but speaking of honoring it and respecting the game i see uh sparkly eye wanted to know what were your thoughts on jackson cheating while being a have not you know what? I didn't hear anything about that till I got out of the house. Mm -hmm. I, I don't. I was never hanging out in the shower with Jackson, so mm -hmm. I can't say whether it occurred or not. All I will say is that if there was cheating going on in that house, I would hope and expect that the appropriate people would have 
would have meted out punishments accordingly. And uh, if <laughs> I, I have to hope that's the case. If not, then it's a little disappointing. But again, I have no, I have no clue. All I'm hearing is, is third party knowledge about what may or, or may not have happened. Right. Uh, with any cheating, regardless of who or it may have been. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know it is a very hot topic for people. I have stay. I'm trying to stay out of the topic because it is a very hot topic for people. So uh, I'm going to move along from that. Um, Michelle M wants to know if you were in the final three with Jackson and Nicole, who would you have went to final two with? And the reason she's asking is because we know that you've like alluded to it and and mentioned it, but I don't think we've outright just specifically asked you. You would have taken Nicole, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. without question. Now, first of all, I never promised to take Mickey, but even if I had, if he had come back and said, hey, Cliff, I'll take you to final three as long as you promise to take me to final two, then I probably would say, yeah, hell yeah, sure, why not? But there was zero chance that I wasn't taking Nicole to the final two with me. Okay. Zero. Um, Rachel Ann 714 wants to know, who was, um, who were your favorite Big Brother players? I guess maybe pick two. And who okay. would you want to play with if you could have, if you could choose if they are the wow. same or not the same? Yeah, you know, one of the people I really liked, uh, her game was Vanessa Russo. Oh. I, I just felt, I felt like she had a good strategy. Now, maybe she... A little emotionally upset sometimes when things mm-hmm. didn't go her way, but mm-hmm. but I like the way she handled it from a, just a pure strategy standpoint. She was a deal maker a lot like I was. Yep. Uh, I'll actually give you two more. JC last season, I felt like he was kind of behind the scenes pushing some strategies and things like that, and I I admired that. Yeah, it's easy to say Dan and Derek and and some of the guys that are they're so famous. Another one I liked was Ian Terry, just because I felt like he. He won that game and played it differently maybe than it had been played before, and he still figured out a way to get to the final two and win that thing. So a lot of admiration for him also. Right. Um, Now, uh, Girl with Moxie, I'm going to let you answer this however you want. Um, but girl with Moxie, I'm gonna put it to you this way. I'm gonna I'm gonna take her their question and I'm just gonna put it like this. Um, okay. We saw at home and on Twitter and everywhere that there was a message broadcast to the backyard about, you know, um, Christy's diary room and Tommy and Christy knowing each other. And then they cut the feeds off from us. And then when the feeds came back, we kind of saw you in the bathroom and you were like, so sometimes things happen and fans try and influence the game, but we're not going to let them influence the game, even if they try really... I mean, it was really apparent to all of us that you clearly heard it. I don't know yeah. if you can say if you heard it or didn't hear it or can comment well, on it, but a lot of people are asking it nonstop in chat. Okay. I, I would not have commented on it if it hadn't already shown up on the live feeds. But since y'all y'all Correct. heard the initial message, yep. uh, yeah, it, it was heard. And uh, I was talking to Tommy at the time, and Nicole was back there as well. It made me mad. Mm. I felt like it, it's like someone breaking into your house or, or attacking a member of your family. Uh, I, I was very upset. And Nicole and I immediately talked and said, we are not talking about this to anyone in the house. We are not going to let this influence our game because this is so unfair for anyone to try to tamper with 
with the integrity mm-hmm. of the Big Brother game. And so we grabbed Tommy and said, Tommy, you don't have to worry. We are swearing you right now. Not only are we not telling anyone, but we're not going to make it affect our game at all. And, all right. and we honored that throughout the whole thing. And I mean, I, and that's commendable. Like if, I, do, I don't know that I could do that. Like, I don't know that if I knew that those two had this unbreakable yeah. bond that I would be like, oh, sure, uh, let me let but, them go to the end. I would have from that moment on been like, oh, we're not going to talk about it and we're not going to yeah, do anything, but, but I'm going to get your yeah, ass but here's out. here's the other deal. I didn't know for sure. I mean, True. that's what was said, but that's it also could point. have been someone just trying to sabotage a game. So, yeah, it would seem completely unfair if I had acted one way or the other based on the information, then right. found out that it actually was the opposite situation. And I just wasn't going to let myself get caught up in that trap. I, I love this game too much to let outside people influence it like that. And I agree. And I am very vocal about that and people disagree all the time. I think it's ridiculous that people do that. It's the same exact people that are like, production manipulates the game. And so now you're allowed to manipulate the game. It takes away your guys' yard time. It puts oh, you yeah. on... So it's absolutely ridiculous. I, I can't stand when people are on such a high horse while being a hypocrite. Like, you can't yeah. preach one thing while doing the exact opposite. It's just so stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah you have yeah. to just keep it a closed system. Let us play the game. Now, if a drone came over with a Whataburger and dropped it in the backyard, that's a different story. But information-wise, let us play the game. So, yeah. yeah, that made me a little mad. I mean, they got a they got a drone with a blow-up doll, like, two years ago. I forgot. Uh, maybe it was... Two, I forget what it said. Like, it was a blow-up doll, and it had, like, the message on it. And, like, they... they I, whatever, I just, I mean, we shouldn't even give we it any more attention, but just, I know yeah, everybody we, was asking we about didn't, it. We didn't need a blow-up doll. We had enough hijinks going on in that HOH shower anyway. I thought you were going to say, we had cat. No, we love cat <laughs> stuff. I do love cat. Cat's another one that I thought I, was funny. Oh, I love cat. People way underestimated that girl. She, she's got a lot more going on than people think. I can't wait to talk to cat. But since you mentioned the shower stool, please don't tell me you wouldn't. Like, did you understand what that shower stool was being used for when you were in there? Or did you I not find that under- out till yeah, after? Yeah, I didn't want to understand too closely. I'll, all I knew is it had to do with more than sitting down and shaving your legs. So uh, that was okay. enough for me to push it over into the far corner when I was up there. Oh, God, please tell me you used a rubber glove when you pushed it. Or like yeah, a, I used like a, a Yeah, I, I don't remember. I, uh, <laughs> oh, I no. used a lot, of, a lot of soap anytime I was up there. We'll just put it like that. Oh, those two are in for a treat. <laughs> the funniest. I, you know what? It was amazing to me because I, I've been a live feeder for so long. To have people question me saying, Cliff, are these live feeds on all the time or oh do they God. turn off when we're in bed? It's like, come on, guys. You've, you've got to know better than that. There's nothing you're doing in this house that isn't going out to everyone in the world. So that, that blew me away that they were that oblivious to what was being shown to y'all out there. The amount of time that they were like, they have no clue that we're doing it everywhere. And I'm like, unfortunately, my timeline is filled with it and I can't get away from it. Well, (laughs) at some point towards the end, I was sleeping in the target room and Uh Mickey and Holly, uh, once they came out of the HOH, I said, hey, y'all can have the target room. And they said, oh, you can stay in there with us. I said, hell no. There's right. no way I'm staying in a room with just the two of y'all. I'll be outside somewhere. I don't blame you at all. Kyle Morrison wants to know, what was your favorite competition um, that uh, you played in this season? Well, it'd be easy to say the the comeback or the patch perfect, the ones that, that I won. But 
you know, I, I really enjoyed that take it off the jet ski competition mm-hmm. where, where you're ripping your clothes off and, and jumping off that thing. I didn't win it, but I felt like I, I did well on it. It made me happy that I got, I think, four minutes, 57 seconds or something. And I think Jack got 13 minutes and something. So I'd seen similar competitions in past seasons. And so I, that was a cool one to do. I enjoyed it. And I thought it was it was a good big brother type competition. The other one I enjoyed was the free the zine, uh, the zing where we were pulling the trying to knock the balls through the holes and all of that. That was right. a lot of fun also. Um, New York rant says, I loved watching you do the, um, pie, uh, punishment, (laughs) but Cliff, if you could pick one BB punishment to give out to the house, what would it be and why? So if, if they said, Cliff, we're going to let you pick next year's punishment for the house, what would you, what would your punishment be for them? New York rant wants to know. Wow, that's pretty good. I, uh, you know, I like the punishment similar to what uh, Jack had this year with Al the alien following him around. I, okay. uh, I, I think I would probably pick something that just was a harassment for someone. Uh, the pies were fun, but those were disgusting after a while as that stuff started curdling in the house and all that. But I think I would either pick one where where someone followed a person around for a week, or, or I love the punishments of chaining people together. Uh, yeah. How much fun would it have been to have Jackson and, and Christy chained together for a week where they had to stay stay locked arm in arm for, for 72 hours, however long I could make it. So, yeah, something like that where I can really make someone's life miserable. That sounds kind of fun to me. I mean, I always feel like have nots kind of fall away and punishments fall away when it's a good season. And I feel like we saw that happen on your season. And again, I feel like it's a testament to what, from a gameplay standpoint, there was always those flips and those flops. I mean, you'll see when you watch it back, every single Thursday episode our entire Sunday night episode was everything that happened the <laughs> four or five hours before your Thursday. I, I mean, it was such a good, from a gameplay standpoint, um, season this season. Well, so, I'm yeah. glad y'all enjoyed it. I've got a few more gray hairs as a result of those Thursday night discussions, but uh, yeah. Well, I see, a lo- I see a lot of people asking, would you ever play again? You know, I, I, I'll never say no to an, a new ad- adventure. Uh, yeah, I, I'd play again. Now, it would take a lot for my mental psyche to, to prepare for another 100 days in that house or so. And I may work out a little bit more and see if I can't get in a little bit better shape. But I also feel like I know a little bit more about what to expect in terms of it is a marathon. It's not a sprint surviving that house. So, yeah, I'd do it again. Now, my wife may have something different to say, but... Uh, uh, who knows? As many people knew each other this season, maybe I could go in and go in with my son or daughter and uh, we'll we'll just play uh, play a tandem team and see how we do. I mean, here is what I truly believe, because we have had so many. I've had all the house guests basically for the last 10 years come through this yeah. show. I don't believe any of them that say no. I don't believe anybody would be like, oh, a 1 in 16 chance at half a million dollars? No, I get to get that offer again. But I don't believe, I think if they really want you, they would totally, you, how could you not? How could you turn it down? Yeah. I, I I couldn't. Yeah. You, you got to say yes when you get these kind of opportunities. So, uh, yeah, 
I may not ever go do the challenge or something like that, but Big Brother, hell yeah. If they ever ask me back, I'd, I'd certainly be willing to do it. Um, Ashley Rose, one of our live feed updaters, wants to know, Cliff, you did a lot of chatting to the feeds via your Cliff notes this season, <laughs> but how did you stay updated on the feeds in previous seasons? Were you a live feed watcher, and do you plan on watching any of the actual live feed clips back now that the season is over? Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, We've been live feeders, my wife and I, for the last few years, and we're the kind that will watch live feeds like a TV show, but even in the evenings, we would leave it turned on while we're eating dinner or even while the house guests are sleeping. We'd still have it turned on just on the off chance that someone may wake up and, and have a conversation. So mm-hmm. we would we would always keep it in the background uh, sets and, and play it on our tablets, TVs, et cetera. So, yeah, we're huge live feeders. As far as this season, uh yeah, I, I think eventually I'll go through and watch some of the live feeds. I've got to make it through the episodes first, and Big Brother After Dark, we've got all of those recorded as well. So at some point, I when, and when I'm a little more removed from the game and, and a little more calmed down and everything, then, yeah, I may go back and watch some of the, the live feeds as well, and I'll rely on my wife to tell me, well, this day you may want to be prepared because there was some stuff going on you may not like, or, oh, mm-hmm. this was fun. Y'all had a lot of fun this conversation, so... Yeah, yeah I'll, you, I'll wean myself into it uh, over time. And you did. You had a lot of fun uh, conversations that went on <laughs> in that house. Um, Destiny, I tried. You did. Destiny's wants to know: Were you surprised to be in the top three for America's favorite house guest? And how happy are you uh, to find out that Nicole won it? Yeah, you know, I'll be honest and say I'm not. I'm not surprised. I thought there was a, a possibility. Uh, that I could be there. I was trying to have fun in the game, and mm-hmm. you know, and, and, I, and I felt like I did to, to some extent. Uh, as far as Nicole winning, I was so happy for her. I, I mean, really overjoyed, because I told her several times. I remember one time in, in the bathroom, I believe, I said, Nicole, you don't realize how much America is probably falling in love with you and, and who you are. And when she started, she was so worried about it. She hadn't won any challenges. She felt like she hadn't done anything to contribute. And suddenly when she won those couple of challenges and I could just see her kind of growing into herself, I could see that inner strength coming out. And and then she was so much fun just to chat with her thinking that when this game was over, they were just going to drop her off at the CBS gate and she'd have to find tickets to get home and all mm-hmm. that. And I said, man, Nicole, you just don't have any clue how you're being received. And I don't think she did. And so it was exciting for me to know that truly – she was being loved every bit as much as I expected and would want her to have been loved. So yeah, I, I was happy to see her get it. That honestly cracked me up when Nicole was seriously talking to you being like, I don't know how I'm going to get home clip. I'm like, really Nicole, they're going to push you out the door and be like, good luck in LA. Bye Nicole. Uh, and, and you know, there was a part of me that said, really, you know, is this really the case? But I think it was, she had never been on a plane before she started auditioning for the show. Oh, and no, and I think she just was worried about how things would get taken care of. So knowing that she started from that to now that she is, she's got so much of this world open to her. I'm just so excited to see what she does going forward. And, you know, you ask about me going back on the big brother ever again. Can I just say that let me be champion number one of pushing to get Nicole back on this show. I would love nothing more than to see her get to compete again and play this game once more. 
Oh, I have a feeling that they do love that as a storyline, so I would I not would be so. surprised. Now, speaking of Nicole and you playing, a lot of people want to know during the double eviction, Cliff, it might have looked like you were beating Nicole and then started undoing your puzzle. <laughs> In order to let Nicole win. <laughs> and everybody yeah. was like, that did not happen, Eric. And I have to say this to your credit. I was like, Cliff's going to tell her. And now, I don't know if you did or not, but we did not see that at all. So, A, I think a lot of people... Here's why I want to make this point, number one. Because I think a lot of people that feel like maybe you were ingenuine or you really were using Nicole or you were... That, to me, said so much when it was very clear to us watching that you were undoing your own puzzle. Um, and that you never once even said that to her on the feeds. But, I mean, what do you... She's not going to watch this. What do you want to <laughs> say about that now? Let Let me just say a couple of things. Mm -hmm. One, I, I never said a word to her. Mm -hmm. Two... I didn't throw that competition. She was ahead of me. Mm. She, she, I think she would have won no matter what. Mm. And, and so I don't, I don't want to take any credit away from her. Right. Um, I have told people that I did not throw that competition and that it was not, it was just a little bit of confusion on my part, a piece that didn't seem like it was snapping in correctly and uh, rushing a little too fast. There's a lot of people that don't believe me when I say that, so I will leave it up to you and, and your listeners to decide what they think may or may not have occurred in that particular evening. Perfect. I love that answer, Cliff. I love that answer. And you and I'll tell you, I see people in the chat right now, like Angela Tampa, Courtney, I see people there are like, uh, Cliff won us over with that answer in that moment. Because I think I think that is what happened, Cliff. I thought that you, was... Uh, you, you know, let me say this. Uh, regardless of what people think may or may not have happened in terms of how I played that competition, watching her fall to her knees and right. being so excited, right? that made all the difference and I, I've never been so happy for for her in that game as that yeah. particular moment when she knew that she had arrived. Yeah. And that meant a lot. That yeah. meant a whole lot to her. And I mean, even as somebody who is basically your number two, there is probably no better like boost of adrenaline ah. also that you can do to someone's game that is, you know, is always going to have your back as, you know, that in the game too. So it's, it's great for both of you, honestly. Oh, I loved it. It was so, it was one of my favorite moments in that game. Um, a lot of people were saying, I'm going to take it from Chastity, and then I think we're going to start to wrap it up. Uh, but Chastity says, Cliff, how was the game different from what you expected? You know, being a fan, going into the game, watching the game versus playing the game. Was it just the physical aspect was harder for you than you thought? Or was there any other parts of it that um, were different than you expected? Yeah, the, the physical aspect was definitely a little tougher than I thought. Uh, you know, OTEF competition, running up the ramps, things like that. It was, mm -hmm. uh, I like to pretend that even though I'm 54, I'm still right up there with all the 20-year-olds, but that wasn't really the case. But more than the physical competitions, it, it was just the, the stress, and I mentioned this before, it's just that downtime of, of not having any release uh, from a communication or 
you were on 24 mm-hmm. seven. Even if I was in a room all by myself, like you're in those cliff notes and other times, there were still cameras and mics on. There was no turning off this gameplay for 93 days that I was in that house. And, right. and that's the part that I didn't count on or expect when you just watch the live feeds and you watch the episodes and then you go eat dinner or go, go to a movie with the mm-hmm. wife, things like that. When you're living it, it's a whole lot more, it's overwhelming, enveloping on you. Right. Um, I want to take a question from Melanie who wants to know, um, is there anything that you learned that happened over the summer when you were in the house um, that shocked you to find out? So was there any like bit of news that you were like, oh, I can't believe that happened while I was in the house? Yeah, you probably don't have enough time in this uh, video cast to, to cover all of those. I was shocked at, at a lot of them. Maybe the biggest one was when I found out, and it was during the finale episode, that the cat and uh, Polly actually did know each other. Oh. Because that was such a big point during that day 44 with Jack saying, y'all know each other, and I was getting drug in because I'd worked with, with them as well, and I had no clue until till that was mentioned. Uh there's a lot of side conversations that were targeting me, things like that, that, that I would have been surprised with, but I expected that kind of stuff to go on. Them actually knowing each other, Tommy and Christy actually knowing each other. Those were the things that shocked me the most coming out of this game. I think that Uh, that that even happened to begin with. Right. Okay. So that was in, so is that, and I love that for in the game stuff, was there anything in the real world? Was there any real world things that happened that surprised you? Like, I can't Oh, you're talking about current events and things like that. Oh no, no. I was going to ask you in the game as well. Did you get shocked to find anything out after? But yes, you already answered it. But I mean, yes, real world stuff too. Was there any real world stuff that you got, you know, was shocked to find out happened over the summer? No, you know, one thing I was worried about is they had those earthquakes over the 4th of July that we Mm -hmm. felt in the house. Mm -hmm. I'm a Texas boy. I'm not used to earthquakes, but it seemed like it could have been a long, drawn-out deal. And I was worried that it had been a very severe quake somewhere else that we just weren't hearing about. So that was the the first two questions I had when I got out of the house was, did the earthquakes have a big effect on anyone? They said, well, not really. It was okay. And my second question was, how are my Texas Aggies doing? Did they beat Mm -hmm. Clemson? And they said, no, they didn't nope. beat Clemson. I said, well, that doesn't really surprise me, but I, I held out hope. So, no, I was just glad. I'm big into politics and all of that, and so I wasn't sure what was happening with uh, our whole uh, federal government, and I was just glad to hear when I got out that there's still a federal government and that no one burned anyone else down or did anything like that because – who knows a summer without uh, in that house you never know what's going to happen it is very true you do never know what is going to happen when things are going on uh, it is crazy well actually um cliff i want to give you full screen to say whatever it is you want to say to your fans uh who have come out here tonight um and then i have a few more questions and a surprise but uh but first actually yeah first let me uh, remind everybody one more time really quickly if you missed any of our past shows or content from this season of Big Brother or any seasons of Big Brother, you can check it out at yourrealityrecaps.com slash bb21. Our show with Nicole, Kemi, Sam, our daily live feed update shows are there, which are honestly a great great way to go back and rewatch the season, because we have all the cliffs of the stuff that didn't make the show or the expanded scenes. With my hysterical commentary, I don't know why more of you aren't watching it. Uh, It's the playlist at the top of the page at yourrealityrecaps.com slash bb21. 
one, or you can find them on iTunes or YouTube. Uh, just make sure if you're watching on YouTube that you thumbs up and subscribe, hit the bell, comment below, five-star rating, and a nice review in iTunes is very much appreciated. You guys, as I have said, sharing on social media, sharing our content, telling your friends about it, putting it, or sharing it in places that maybe we haven't reached, but you think it would do well, um, are great free ways to help support our show. We can't thank you guys enough, sincerely, uh, those of you that do that, because without you, uh, we couldn't keep these shows going. Of course, we do do the shows live on You Now, uh, yourrealityrecaps.com slash you now, and TV Co, yourrealityrecaps.com slash TV Co. So make sure you're following us at both of those places. We pretty much go live at both places every single day, so make sure that you are following there for the live shows so you can hang out, participate in the chat, and then uh, they get put on our website and iTunes and uh, YouTube and everywhere after. If you want to help financially support our shows, consider becoming a patron at yourrealityrecaps.com slash patron. Patrons get access to the patron-only Facebook group, prize giveaways, weekly shows just for patrons, um, as well as the after shows with the house guests, like the one we're going to do with Cliff right after this show. Of course, you can always do a one-time donation at yourrealityrecaps.com slash PayPal, or if you have any Amazon shopping to do, use our Amazon link, yourrealityrecaps.com slash Amazon. And lastly, make sure you're following us on Instagram if you want to win Nicole's slippers from our HOH basket. I don't, this is the most amazing thing that we've ever uh, done, I feel, as a giveaway, and I'm surprised more people are not, this is like an easy one to win. So I don't know why more people are in following uh, over on Instagram or, and, and liking that post, sharing it, telling friends. So many ways for you to get more entries than that. Um, but yeah, uh, so with that being said, I want to know, Cliff, what do you want to say to all of your fans that have come out here uh, to hear from you tonight? All right. Let me say just a couple of real quick things. First of all, I appreciate the support from everyone that was cheering me on. Uh, I told several times a lot of people, I'm an, I'm an imperfect man playing an imperfect game. I gave it 100% from start to finish. Every decision I made was based on trying to further my game, trying to preserve my character, my integrity. I think for the most part, hopefully I did that. Uh, it, it, there were some decisions made that probably people are saying, why in the world did you do that? Just trust me, it was made... It was based on the information I had at the time, the best decisions I was trying to make. Uh, and as a person, I have to live with that. I spent a lot of time saying, at the end of the day, even though this was a half million dollar prize for the winner, it's still a game. It's not real life. I still have to treat it as a game. Good decisions, bad decisions. I'm home with my family, my wife. No one died. No one got killed. And so it's, a, it's an incredible experience that I will never forget in my life. But now I go back to being just a, a Big Brother fan. I'll be watching next season, watching the live feeds and, and cheering on the people in that house. But I do have a whole new respect for all the decisions and everything that happens inside that house after spending 93 days in there. Yeah. But the main thing is just thank you for thank you for the support. I tried to have fun every time the whole time I was in there. And I hope I did that. I hope I kept people entertained somewhat. You did. And I mean, again, 
I, uh, there were definitely turning points in the game for where I really changed in a lot the way that I saw your game. And it, and again, how I saw you with Nicole when she was so upset and, you know, basically telling you they're getting rid of you. Your first thought was to comfort her and to tell her yeah. that it was okay. And then you focused on your game. Like, just things like that, I think we really saw a lot about your character and how you are in the real world versus mm-hmm. in the games. So I think that your fans really do um, appreciate you, Cliff. And Thank uh, you. I think it is wonderful uh, that you came here to talk to them. Now, I could not get to all of your questions. So first, what I want to do is say, if people want to keep asking you questions, where do you want them to follow you on social media? Well, I am fairly new to social media. Okay. I had eight followers on Twitter before I came into the house. Mm. Uh, my daughter and son have helped me get set up. Uh, my Twitter address is Cliff, C-L-I-F-F underscore hog, H-O-G-G. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have Instagram set up as well now, and that is cliff.hog. Uh, there were a lot of imposter accounts out there. If you're following an imposter account, please Please, please don't them. send them money. I had a couple of people who sent money thinking they were going to get videos out of these imposter accounts. Please no. don't do that. Find, find me. I'm happy to answer any questions that get thrown out there. And uh, yeah, I just I thanks thanks everyone for the support. I, I've had a blast doing this. Well, here's what I'm going to say. Obviously, Cliff's Instagram and Twitter are right above his head. I will put the links to his social medias below uh, this edited video that you guys are going to be watching back in the future. Yeah. And um, can I throw out one more thing? Oh, yeah, we're I, not I, done. I do, yeah, I do have Cameo set up for <gasps> for those of you who aren't so completely disgusted with my dancing and all of that. Uh-huh. Yeah, you, know, you can find me on Cameo. I'll do all kinds of silly You're things. You're dancing, keep, Cliff? Keep it going. You're dancing? You love my dancing, right? I have to say, I loved the dancing. I did like the storage room dancing. I forget what the thing that I didn't... Oh, I know what my joke was. I was like, of course. Everybody was like, um, Nicole is winning America's Favorite Player, hands down, hands down. I'm like, Nicole doesn't have the edit of dancing with his with his ghost wife. Because, you know, we oh. always like had your segments of you uh, doing the dancing with Chad. I'm like, he gets, he gets ghost wife dancing. Nicole can't compete with ghost wife dancing. Uh, so, you know, stuff I, like that. Yes, I would always do that, Cliff. But here's what I want to ask you. Here is what I do want to ask you. I, I don't want to ask you. Our town does. And I love kind of ending these shows with it. Um, is there something that you learned about yourself coming out of this Big Brother experience or where you are now on this Big Brother journey that you didn't know about yourself before you started playing this game? Yeah, you know, it's a couple of things. One, I'm an engineer. I've always mm-hmm. focused on being very analytical in everything I do. And I came into the house thinking I was going to do the same thing. Keep the game separate from relationships and emotions and everything else. And I realized I can't do that. I can't keep it as separate as I thought. You build relationships with these people over such a long period of time. And you can't help but have overlap between between the two, two areas, right. no matter how cold and calculating I think I may be. In reality, that's that's maybe not always the case. The other part, and I mentioned before, saying that this game would never break me. Uh, I, I got to the point where I was in the diary room saying, I am feeling stressed out. I am drugged down and, and feeling horrible and, and and had people kind of talking to me and saying, look, you know, everyone feels that way and, and this way. And 
you know, there's a part of me that thinks uh, there's nothing wrong with asking for help when you're feeling depressed and down. And right. uh, d- don't ever, you know, I, I'm of the generation and, and the mentality that that you just take care of business and you move on. And, and And there's nothing wrong with asking for help when you need help. And I hope people realize that. I think that is a beautiful, beautiful message to end this with. I could not agree more. Um, I love that. I love you taking uh, the time out to come here and to talk to your friends. We hope that you will come back and talk more. I know a lot of people watch these and are like, you didn't do this, and you didn't do that, you didn't get there. Because this is not a, us dissecting Cliff's game. This These <laughs> shows are for you guys to ask your questions. We try and make it fair. We try and pick as many randomly or group as much of the same type of ones together as we can. And Cliff graciously gave us an extra half hour of questions so thank you thank you for the time and anytime you want me back just give me a shout oh cliff we definitely will we're gonna go head over to the patron group now for a few minutes so thank you so much um everybody for watching on tv co i guess i can announce now i'll be live with nick on monday at 6 p.m. Tomorrow night is our Survivor show right here on uh, TV Co. And then Monday, I will be live with Nick at 6 p.m. And then uh, Rockstar will be live with Nicole at 9 p.m. So you guys have a very busy two days ahead of you uh, on TV Co. I I, I saw Nick got a haircut, so he'll be ready for your show. (laughs) Well, I got to fix him up with Nicole. I know people are very much against it, but I'm working on making it happen, Cliff. Good idea, bad idea. Uh, need to come talk to me first. Nick, Nick has to has to get through me before he can start dating my uh, my big brother buddy. Okay, nobody is on board with this plan. Oh well. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you guys all later. Bye for now, everybody. Bye guys. Thanks Bye. guys. Bye.